0: I am Forrest Griffin. Brian Carroway. And Lisa Pace. What's
1: up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. So, also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms.
0: I want to wish you guys a happy National Chicken Cordon Blue Day oh mike why why are you telling me now it's too late to do anything about it you know you what know, it might be t- it might be too late for myself because it's almost 10 p.m here on the east coast but you guys are in prime dinner hours it is six fifty-three p.m over there you still have chance
2: oh yeah what am i doing i'm doing this i'm not you a cordon bleu neither of the I people
1: ladies and gentlemen neither of these two people can cook and neither of them knows how to make a cordon bleu. Uh, hey, I you can know, order a cordon bleu. I can blue cook. You know, I can, I can <laughs> what's in a cordon bleu? Someone it. explain to me what's in a cordon bleu. It's chicken. chicken.
0: Isn't it ham? There's some kind of other meat. There's I thought it might have been ham. Mike's meat. looking at it. Food coloring. Because, you know, how else do you get it to be blue? I thought it was a sandwich, because that's what I got from Wendy's. It's just, it's <laughs> just, a, 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 it's just a
1: chicken breast with ham and cheese in the middle of it. Oh, so I got the
2: ham right. Good job. No respect. Shout okay. out to my grandma,
1: who, when I was a kid, used to make us cordon bleu sometimes. Um, more often, we get the schnitzel. You know, grandma lives in Vienna. Mm. You get schnitzel.
0: Oh, just hungry. It's, uh, it's also National Vitamin C Day and National oh. Walk Around Things Day.
1: Busy day. Right on. Bring around a rosy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. Um, we just, you know, before the show, our pre show meeting, you know, where we really fine tune what we're going to talk about and all that, ultimately just evolved in a discussion as to if we were to be hit with the Stone Cold Stunner, how would we sell it? Um, options included doing whatever Vince McMahon did on Sunday night, which we can't describe well. Really. And you know what? throwing no shade we are throwing no shade on vince mcmahon
0: because hell all of us can hope to take a sterner how he took it at 76 i'm throwing actually
1: lots of shade but i also think everything mike is saying is true i'm just gonna be a hypocrite about it um or we could you know fly through the air like austin theory we could do the spit beer in the air like pat mcafee we could do the classic rock roly-poly move or we could take it the way (laughs) i want to take it just collapse just take that stutter and collapse. That's it. All right, take it like I hook it in the video game. You get hit with the stutter, you fall over on your back, you're ready to be pinned, like a professional. That'd be my move. The people who listen to this podcast who avoid the wrestling parts are just like, man, they fucking started early with that shit this week. <laughs> you guys are having your WrestleMania high. Oh yeah, it's man, to we're gonna. We're, so yeah, stay tuned. Those of you who care about uh, the graps, we will be. Ta- we will doing our uh, WrestleMania review. Mike and I. Um, later in the show, during Stuff We Like, as spoiler alert, WrestleMania was good. Um, until then, um, the UFC got the fuck out of the way, Mark. They got the fuck out of the way this past weekend, because they're like, we are not putting on a show opposite the juggernaut that is the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. Um. Yep. Took the week off. Took the week off, made made us miss them a little bit. Possibly. I don't know. I, it, it is what it is. Um. Back this week, we got ourselves a, pay, a, a UFC event where they want 75 of your dollars for you to watch it. 75 smackaroos. If you say the number out loud, it's still ridiculous. Yeah, um, we're, getting, we're getting close to a Hunsky. And this is uh, I'm crazy. just saying, there's My only reasons. four fights on this main card as of the current time. Like, right that's now. At least, that's at least 75 for, like, the HD version, right? No, it's just 75. Ugh, and there's and no you got, standard and, anymore, you need, and you think, need And you need five bucks you didn't pay the five bucks for ESPN Plus too, right? Is it more than five bucks now, even that paywall? Whatever. It's like those are those are
0: like Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Oya, like boxing yeah. prices. We're I mean, there. right, I mean, we're right there, now, we're,
1: we're we got uh we got four fights. I'm assuming that will fix itself. I mean, obviously, by the time this uh we get to Saturday, if they didn't, it'd be funny. But right now, those four fights are costing you eighteen dollars and seventy five cents each. And let me tell you. I, I don't want to pay eighteen dollars and seventy-five cents to watch Mackenzie and versus Tisha Torres. I'm mean, gonna say these are four damn good fights. I know, but, but that's a, still that's a twenty buck uh, fight thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you, play,
2: when you when you when you lay it out like that, it is like when a you get the bucket. five
1: fights, it's fifteen dollars. You're like, okay, that's a bit much, but you know, we're, we're not at twenty. Just saying, um, two title fights. One of them is a unification bout. Another, we got another fight between a guy that the UFC's been telling us is a fucking beast, Kamzat Shemeyev. Finally fighting somebody who might stop him, Gilbert Burns. Mm. And then we got us a solid uh, strawway fight, Mackenzie Durant, Tisha Torres. I legitimately don't know why there's only five, four fights on this. I feel we would have noticed, too. Um, I think there has uh, Gastelum, to be one. Gastelum was supposed to fight oh. two different guys, and I guess they all fell out. Well, Gastelum's hurt, also. Okay, well, I guess too. Gastelum fell out. <laughs> that might be it, okay. So maybe uh, we're going to pick five fights. Um, maybe the biggie boy, Marcin Marcinto Iburo one makes it to the main card. Maybe mm-hmm. Aspen Lad, Raquel Pennington. Um, shout out to Mickey Gall sure. making it back onto t- at least the regular prelims, not the early prelims. Um, he's on there too. Um, before we make these picks, um, any UFC news that you guys saw that was interesting? Because I got interesting. Look. I have
0: some UFC news. I don't know if it's interesting. Can we go with non-interesting UFC news?
1: I mean, we should probably start with the interesting one first. But yeah, okay, uh, that makes sense. Sure. I mean you got some. So no Bobby, no, no cormier. No cormier. I mean, I, I honestly it's not that interesting. I was gonna say there's no cormier on this card. He's not doing mm-hmm. commentary. We got a, uh, we got my guy Paul Felder in there. Yep. I'm a big fan of that. Um I don't think anything's going on. I think we all just took a nap for a couple of weeks. I think John Jones said he's ready to fight in July. That was the interesting thing I read. And I'm like, does he still want money? Or I don't or, know if it was
2: official, but I read somewhere, maybe it's just rumors or speculation, him and um Tom, was it Aspen or Aspinoff? Like, And I was like,
1: I got like that. That's a good fight. Yeah, that's an interesting not, That's not fight. a name, though, for him, for John. Do you think John – I mean, do you think uh, – I think I John mean, and Stipe is the fight to I'm make, not, honestly. I'm not talking about
2: names or business. I'm talking about, like, combatants fighting. And that ah, is, dude, like – you, you like, do that, John – That dude's a prospect. Like oh, I that, agree. Is a, that is a legit heavyweight with a high skill level fighting John Jones in heavyweight. I'm like, yes, I'm sold. That sells me. I'm sold. You know, the common fan might not, because yeah, I agree with you, Bob. Until his last fight, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, but I quickly became a fan. So you know, I don't, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that whatsoever. But when I saw it, I was like, cool. I would love that.
1: They have um, the other thing I saw was they asked Dana White, "What are his th- top three M- MMA fighters of all time?" Mm, okay. And, I'm I'm a, and let's, let's take a guess. Let me see what you guys got here. Let's make your guesses, you two, because I'm looking at it. <laughs> Mike, you make a guess <laughs> first. first mark, you, want, you want me to go first? You go one, you go, we can go one at a time, each of you, and then you guys can agree on a third if you guys both get the first two.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Again, this I'm is Dana go... White.
1: Dana White, Yeah. I was okay. thinking of Dana White.
0: I'm going with Chuck Liddell off the rep with my first one. Okay, 0 for 1. Mark. Damn,
2: really? I mean, these are going to be hard. It, it's like the, the breadth of every MMA fighter we're trying to guess. I was going to say... Because he made him the moolah, Conor McGregor. Also wrong.
1: Ooh, Greatest wow. MMA wow. fighters of all
2: time. Next, okay. Guess. Can I say Sakuraba? Because
0: I know this guy loves Saku. Oh God, I'm gonna, gonna say this. Boris Griffin is not there.
1: I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, no one on this list was better in Pride than he was in the UFC, and only one of them fought in Pride. Okay, and, and, so and,
2: and this is and this is not his favorite, but who just he who thinks he thinks is, is, the, the, is the top three fighter.
1: MMA okay. fighters of all time. So Anderson there's one okay can i go gsp there's two okay i was mostly thinking like is is he gonna say john jones there's number three (laughs) okay yeah that's a reasonable list a lot of people probably say where's khabib i just did huh i don't know i don't have it i literally said that (laughs) see depends what you mean by top sure who had the greatest career? Are you, you talking? I'm the only. Maybe I'm the only weirdo who does this. And he didn't say this. Doesn't say greatest or top or anything. It's just for me, mm-hmm. I think it's difference If you ask me, who's the best MMA fighter of all time? It means to me who was the most skilled MMA fighter of all time. When mm-hmm. I say when you say who's the greatest of all time, I'm factoring in overall who had the best career. Maybe that's just how I differentiate it in my head. But greatness means something else than just he threw. He was technically the best. I don't know. That's just. It seems grander to me and more involved. That's why I think, like, Khabib might be the most skilled fighter ever. He was the best. But I think GSP is the greatest fighter of all time, personally. Just me. All things being yeah. considered. You know, John goes up there and wins that heavyweight title. The whole conversation becomes more interesting, you know. But anyway, fuck it. Let's just talk about this card because there's nothing else going on. Um, hmm. UFC 278. Hold
2: through. on. D- did Mike have some not interesting news we could? Oh, we that's could true, Mike. I'm sorry. What's your not interesting
0: tribute? I appreciate that, Mark. Mark, um, Mike forgot to. I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so the uninteresting and probably something you've heard a lot is a little Conor McGregor news. Uh, during oh. WrestleMania, I saw he was tweeting something about mm. um, him wanting to go there, some bullshit about him. In wrestlemania like i said it was very uninteresting okay actually. that was it okay well he's yeah. too small he'll have to learn how to at least do
2: a her karana if not a. Well, the first well. he
1: said the first thing he said i saw was he said that uh, what they showed stone cold chugging beers um uh, ariel put a video of saying stone cold's on his 40th beer and, and pat and connor made some joke he's like oh that's me at the pub blah 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 trying to be i don't know relatable maybe or something i don't know Maybe, but then, like, um, he said. He the re- issue
0: is when he's on his
1: fortieth beer at the pub, he's knocking out old guys. Uh, in fairness, Stone Cold has got a domestic abuse charge. So, oh, yeah, boy, <laughs> no one's going. Uh, man, yeah. people are complicated. Everyone,
0: <laughs> everyone's got a little something. Man.
1: Come on, um, no one's
0: perfect. We're all God's working on all, all of us.
1: God's working on all of us. I like that. Um, I think they get rid of it or not, but like he was. Um... Anyway. Uh, I lost the thread to completely what we were talking about. Anyway, but uh, we then I, about he said he said on domestic violence. Oh no, Conor McGregor. Well, now we can't talk about that because <laughs> I'm going to talk about how much I love Stone Cold in about 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> Conor McGregor said, "If you're asking why I'm not at WrestleMania, it's because they all fear me." And then uh, Drew McIntyre, Scotsman, said, yeah. "Shut up, McTapper. And people said, mm. "Haha," because <laughs> Conor had. Tapped out in a fight. Yeah, I was just gonna say, who's asking?
2: Who's asking? Why is Conor McGregor? People always opinion? talk like, oh, about how he'd be, be
1: great there. That's the thing. Whenever he talks about it, people talk about how he's out there. He should be there. Well, you know, he's not big, though, I, man. He's not big enough what, for Vince.
2: That's why I made my Hurricane Ron uh, yeah.
1: Moonsault references earlier that were great and
0: poignant. Pretty sure Ray Mysterio is bigger than Conor McGregor. That's what I'm no, he's, he's too small. No, Conor's 5'10. Tiny. Ray is as tall as me. He's speed.
1: a tiny, tiny man. Conor's no, a like, tiny boy. You can't be that small and, like, I mean, unless you could be Taz and be that short and just pick motherfuckers up. And Conor's not even that strong. Um, also, we're not there yet They're with him. Another year or two. Um, all right, UFC 273. Coming to you guys from the legendary By star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. It was a joke. It's in Jacksonville. I expect to see uh, a, a, a video from this event on Sammy Guevara's vlog. Um... Well, actually, no, he, he's he's feuding with Dan Lambert. Maybe this time he won't get invited. Um, but, yeah, they're in Jacksonville. Um, this was one of those ones they set up early on because they're like, hey, we got to go to Florida and Texas only for a while. So, two title fights. Uh, first one we got up is Alexander Bulkanovsky, the 145-pound champion, taking on the Korean Zombie. This is a weird one, Marcus, because they announced the third fight with um, Bulkanovsky and um, Holloway. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, Max was like, "I I can't, I, I'm too hurt or something, or I'm 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 injured." Mm-hmm. So then they put Zombie mm-hmm. in, despite me complaining loudly, not complaining, me pushing loudly for the Henry Cejudo option. Um, <laughs> right, if you remember that. Um, Max, by the way, now is totally healthy, and yeah. he's been healthy for over a month and a half, which I'm like, okay, fine. Um, interestingly enough, Korean Zombie training with Henry Cejudo for this fight. So. Mm-hmm. Henry's really setting himself up for this. You know, He's it's a real Thanos, fine, I'll do it myself thing coming up, is what I'm getting at with him and uh, the 145-pound title. Um, Alex Volkanovsky ain't, ain't lost a fight I- in nine years. where he was 3-1. Um, 23 wins, 1 loss. 5 straight, I'm sorry, 5. Uh, Three straight uh, title fight victories, um, beating up Max Holloway, beating Max Holloway first time far more convincingly than the second time by decision, and then that Brian Ortega fight, which was one of the best fights anybody's ever seen uh, for that title. Um, Korean Zombie, on the other hand, kind of got backdoored into this title shot, coming on a one-fight win streak. Beat Dan Ige, coming up before that lost to Brian Ortega. Overall, he's won of three, of- he's won three of five. And those three of five, encompasses four years. Or, sorry, three years. Zombie hasn't fought since last June. Alex hasn't fought since last September. Betting line for this one, I believe, if anybody has the UFC website up, anybody got it, or do you want me to do it? I don't have it up. All right. Negative. Alexander Volkanovsky, this seems not accurate. Minus 760 to Korean mm. Zombies, Jesus. plus 525. Um, Uh, that sounds
0: pretty accurate. Uh, that is what DraftKings has. Minus I think that's sixty. Oh, that's where they're Gold getting Monski. it from. They're DraftKings partnership, so that makes sense. We're a fan duel podcast here, Bobby. I know we are. We are. Which is even worse because they're here. There he's negative eight hundred. Those are some fade numbers, Marcus.
1: That's yeah. some, that's some. And I don't. No, I don't think. Calls it, look, for, we're calls just, for put in a little ten action on that, right? Am I right, guys? I mean unless it's not I, mean, gonna it's be, I don't think it's gonna ten dollars right I don't yeah, think it's, it's gonna long. be part of the It's I'm amazing parlay it might be the Bobby text Mike on Saturday at 2 pm and set with the wild ass parlay and Mike goes I've already bet bet on it for us brother <laughs> you know um look I'm just gonna say the energy of saying I'm picking Alex Volkanovsky. um maybe the zombie hits him with something and it gets interesting or a zombie gets him on the ground but hell apparently you can't choke out Alex Volkanovsky. we learned that in the last fight with Ryan Ortega so I got Volkanovsky holding onto that belt, and we get that third Max fight, I guess, eventually. Mark, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I mean, like like you said leading up to this fight, it wasn't exactly a earned title shot. You know, it's not like uh, Zombie's on a big winning streak or a hot streak here that really has a lot of momentum on his side. He kind of just, you know, circumstance dictated that he got this shot. And I think the line shows that, you know, and we also have a very dominant... A uh, champion in Alexander. So I, I wasn't really surprised at that line. I mean that, that is a big line. Um but when you look at every avenue of this fight, it's hard to see Korean Zombie getting It's the weird nod that at he's such point. a
1: dominant champion, right? For a guy who's fought two people as champion. Like he hasn't That's like true. yeah it's just he fought so many <laughs> the, people to get there though.
2: The yeah the field itself hasn't really produced um a foil for him. I mean maybe Rodriguez. Yeah you're Rodriguez maybe I mean we all here's um, the thing
1: most people thought he lost that last one to Max. And that kind of messed this whole thing up a little bit for us, I think. Um, but you got you got Alex also. I got Alex. For sure. So Mike. Yeah, tell us, tell got, us your pick and also let us know where we are standings-wise.
0: I've got Alex as well. Um, this is normally the part of the year where I start throwing away um, picks with emotion because I like zombie. I would normally pick him, but I'm picking with my head. Oh, go fuck yourself with your goddamn belt. Um, Bobby just, uh, his, say. uh, his championship belt for those of you that aren't able to see him as this is a audio, you know, medium. audio medium, <laughs> uh, but I have Volkanovski and the standings. It's been a while since we've, uh, picked any fights. So I actually had to go back a bit, but, um, you and Bobby are still tied at 18 and six and chalk and I are still tied at 16 and eight. We're two ahead of yeah. you. If
1: that's how that works. Yes, we went. Did we go o for? Wait, what? We went two for. What are we seeing? We're eighteen and what?
0: We went two and one um, from our last fight. Our, our oh, yeah, because we because one fight disappeared, right? Yeah, uh, your mm-hmm. boy, your countryman, Ilar Latifi. No, it was three fights. Um, we, we, yeah, we picked
1: got. three. We picked four fights though.
0: Yes. So how do we go two and one?
1: One of the fights went out. You No, We two, picked five. We picked five fights. Also. And there was four left. Pretty sure we didn't. Blades, Dacus, Grasso, Wood, Oscarov, France, Barbarino, Matt One, two, Barbarina. three,
0: four, five. Oh shit! We did pick five fights. All right. Oh, uh, you know what? I forgot to put in the Matt Brown. Yeah. Barbarina we
1: all fight. got one more loss.
0: <laughs> yeah. We all picked that right. wrong. That was great. Um, so let me revise that. Uh, you two are eighteen and seven. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. Uh huh. And me and Chalk
1: are sixteen and nine. Right on. Um, all right, clean sweep for Volkanovski, Alexander the Great, with uh, the laziest name he could have gone with there. Um, this one's interesting. Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan. I had to look this up. Um, first fought for Yawn's bantamweight championship back in March of 2021. Um, I believe I picked Aljo. I don't know if I was the only one. I know Mark. Mark's a big Yawn guy. I don't think Mark picked Yawn. Mark picked. I don't think Mark picked Aljo. Um, f- fight was, uh, was a f- did, what the hell was that noise? <laughs> he thought he got away with
2: it. He <laughs> thought I didn't pick it up. But it definitely did. And then Bobby called him out on it. So good, good job, Bobby. We well, it was Mark made fly. a face. And that was <laughs> <laughs> I can make a
1: face. No one can see it. But well, you, people you all heard it. If you it. heard <laughs> it and I heard it, who do you think else heard it? <laughs> This is an audio medium, as we mentioned. And my we all have decent-sized mics. <laughs> <bites.
2: laughs> we all saw him lean in his chair. Hey, that motherfucker leaned over
1: and just... <laughs> I'm
2: I mean, not look, trying to handle this, not, Mike.
1: We're Are we we're cutting in
2: studio together, so, I mean, no harm, no foul, as far as I'm concerned. Look,
0: the audio look, listener, I'm it's, I'm... it's been a rough day, you know, of...
2: Korean barbecue.
0: That's not helping it um but
1: let's just uh let's just slide past this okay <laughs> um am i taking this out of the podcast no hell no you're not gonna edit this but who are we kidding you're gonna go
2: back and edit this part out we're probably not, the best part of the raw whole raw podcast here
1: bobby <laughs> okay right i figured i'd ask um first fight these two gentlemen had as i mentioned march 2021 uh, first round back and forth. I saw slightly more pick in Aljo, but not enough to make a difference. So it looks like a pretty split first round. Second round, Aljamain Sterling took. Third round, uh, started to go unfortunate. Where um, Peter Yawn took it, took the round for Aljo. Fourth round, Aljo was getting his ass kicked. Um, and then Peter Yawn went out there and did the one of the dumbest things anybody's done in any MMA fight, just in terms of the stakes at hand. I think really might make it number one. Cause I'm not sure anybody else has lost their championship in this stupid of a fashion. Indeed, um, they haven't. Jan really cut the cheese. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Mark, uh, Mar- 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 Jan out there throwing in a blatantly illegal knee to a downed opponent. Not even debatable. All right, like the man was down there. Jan paused for a moment. Kneed him in the fucking head. Aljo, a little discombobulated, or a pussy, depending on who you are on the internet. Um, fight ended. Um, depends how people are viewing it either he got neat in the fucking head or he's a pussy for not continuing somehow Um, Aljo becomes new champion Aljo naturally rubs it in everybody's face because they're all calling him names Aljo leans into it becomes an aggressively outspoken champion of how great he is very entertaining Um, Aljo got neck issues they were supposed to fight at uh, I think it was October maybe um, yeah, October couldn't make the fight, still injured. Uh Corey Sandhagen stepped in for interim title fight where Peter Yawn wins. So we're doing it again, brother. Um, a rematch of UFC 259, UFC 267 273, Sterling and Yan. Betting odds for this one, I'm assuming, is not helping the current champion, who's a plus three fifty underdog to Peter Jan's minus four seventy-five. This whole line makes the other one even more disrespectful to zombie because we saw one of these men get his ass kicked and they were giving him a better chance than the zombie in, the, in their fight. Marcus. It's hard. To, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be hard to pick against him, but, uh, pick against Jan, but who do you got here?
2: Yeah. I mean, I have Jan. I, I've historically been very critical of Sterling. Um, and some of that is negligence on my part. I constantly forget that he submitted Corey Sanhagen extremely quickly to, to get that title shot. Um, but still, like you mentioned before, and again, even my own memory when I think about that fight, it is just Peter Young, you know, taking it to Sterling, throwing him down to the ground, completely dominating the fight. I don't remember the second round where he actually won, like you said. Um, so I mean, I definitely have Peter in this fight, but um, you know, I think Sterling still has a avenue to victory here. I think the ground game is potentially where he could get it done, but it is hard after seeing that first fight and seeing how. Peter was able to dictate a lot of those grappling exchanges and was able to get takedowns on Sterling um, to think he's going to be any worse than he was before. And I think you look at the long layoff, the neck injury, the fact that Jan has had a fight in between. No cornerman
1: for Jan. There's that that, too. His his cornerman had visa issues. I Mm. think he's just having... I mean, someone's got to be there. I think think so. Isn't Khabib cornering him? Oddly enough, I, I, mean, think, so. literally I think someone
0: so. has to
2: go, though, give him water at least. You know, like he has to get ice and water. Somebody's got to distribute these things to this man. And if he does, you know, there's still time. If he needs somebody, you know, get me a flight and I'll give him water and ice and say, uh, good job, buddy. Uh, keep winning, hopefully, because I got him in this
1: fight. Um, I think uh, Henry Cejudo might corner him because he's already there. Sure. Okay. Uh, Henry Cejudo has, like, nothing better to do with nah. his time. He's just oh, well, he really doesn't he's very good at it though. Uh, Mike, Peter
0: Yan? Yep, it's going to be Peter Yon for me. I was very surprised when before the podcast you told those facts about the first fight, because very similar to Mark, my recollection of it was that it was just, you know, bell to- bell um domination by Peter
1: Yan. I honestly but, thought, uh, my memory of it was that I thought Jan, uh, Peter uh, Aljo Blue is wad. And then the whole plan fell apart, really. Um, and then I thought he was trying to make uh, Peter tired with the grappling, and it just didn't work. And yeah. then he was just getting tuned up mm-hmm. by the fourth round. And uh, I'm, I'm interested
0: in rewatching the first fight, um, now that you mentioned that, just to see what it looks like with fresh eyes. But to, from what I remember, it didn't seem like Al had much of a shot. Um, especially in that third round, and it looked like it was really going yeah. downhill from there up until Jan's stupid shot. So I don't see that getting any better this time. Yeah,
1: I feel we all people are ignoring how stupid that move was by Peter Jan. Because some people are just like, oh, he's the real champion. I'm like, no, he's not. No. He's the Al- best Al- fighter, Joe, but he wasn't Al- Joe the champion. Re- <laughs> Aljo is the real
0: champ because this qualification is a legitimate way to lose. So. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like you said before, meatheads and shit.
1: That being said, I think it'd be really cool if Aljo won just because I think a lot of people would be very upset and I would enjoy that.
0: How How would you feel and how much would you laugh if somehow Peter Yance were to get DQ'd again?
1: I hope he doesn't just get DQ'd. I think it'd be funny if it's like a eye poke that people are like, Aljo looks like he could probably keep going. And Aljo's like, not nah, DQ, baby. D-. If Aljo just tries to Josh Kostreck this a little bit and try to act like he's more hurt than he is from these fouls, that's the Al- move. Al- Aljo just busts out his best Mr. Magoo impersonation. Yeah. Assassination. yeah. Um, immediately there's a neck brace on him no matter what happens. <laughs> they just have like a Walgreens neck brace that they stick on <laughs> Um, <laughs> I got you with the Walgreens neck brace. Um this is the Walgreens part. Uh Gilbert Burns, Kamzat Chemeev. Um this one's interesting because the betting line here, Marcus, is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um plus three sixty to Chemeev's minus four ninety. This is I just want to say Gilbert Burns is twenty and four. And the Mm -hmm. only fight he's lost, and the he's on a six and one run, and the only loss in there was a loss to the goddamn champion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying I'm about to pick him. Kamzat Shamaev is ten and zero, and Li Jinglang being his most recent fight and his biggest win, um, easily and toughest opponent easily. He still killed him, beat him in three minutes. Um ten and zero for that gentleman with ten finishes. He's a minused, minus minus four ninety favorite to Gilbert Burns' plus three sixty. And as a reminder, minus four ninety means you have to bet four hundred and ninety dollars to win a hundred. It's a huge favor. Mm-hmm.
2: You're um, muted, Mike. Your
0: your your knowledge is going unheard. Oh, it wasn't really knowledge.
1: I was just saying I couldn't find the Gilbert Burns. No, it's Burns, not, it's not uh, on Best Fight, odds. On best fight it's like, odds. It's like buried at the bottom of like other fights. I don't know what's going on. On the UFC I mean, website, they have it. It's weird. Yeah. Right. don't know why. Um, Number 11, uh, Kamzat Shemaev. Been training a lot with Darren Till. Seem like they're buddies. Don't know mm-hmm. what the hell's going on there. Internet seems really enjoying Darren Till. I don't. The Darren Till stuff doesn't entertain me as much as it does other people. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, yeah, I don't get it either. But. Gilbert Burns. I was listening to his interview on Morning Combat, which I strongly recommend. That podcast hosted by Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. A lot of people think Luke is a curmudgeon, which is true, which is why you need someone who's real goofy and Brian Campbell on there. And Mike's a big Brian Campbell fan because Brian Campbell is CEO of PF Chang's. My man oh. is the king, my man is the king Ooh. of Chang's over there. He's a big. What are we doing? He really sneaks the lines in, and then Luke just is like, "I know what you're doing." And then they move on. Um, what are you talking about, Bapa? Yeah, come on, be beast, beast of a podcast, um, Marcus. Would you go ahead mm-hmm. and pick against the number two welterweight in the world to take the number eleven welterweight in the world? Because <laughs> that's what we're all about to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
2: I think Burns, you know, has some ability to to win this fight, but it, it is hard to pick against Shimev um, because. Not only because he's been so dominant, but because of his background and what makes him so dominant. You know, being the type of wrestler that he is allows him to control a lot of aspects of the fight. And I think where Burns potentially could have some success is maybe standing on the feet. You know, we did see him hurt Usman. He was super close to winning that title before he lost Um, and potentially on the ground with submissions. But it is hard when you have a really dominant wrestler um, to get caught with submissions, too. It, it is something where if that person on top really knows their P's and Q's, it is going to be harder to kind of sneak one by them. Um, so, yeah, I am going with Chimev, but I think Burns is, you know, a good dark horse potentially to, to upset. It's, like you mentioned, easily his biggest name, his toughest fight that he's faced, you know, by a long shot, I think. You know, I think it's a big jump from Lee to Burns, but I think the other kind of X factor here is that, you know, Burns is a little bit smaller at welterweight. And I think Chimev is, is kind of a big welterweight from what I remember. So I think there's going to be a little bit of, of a size difference as well that I think is going to. He's six factor foot two. In. Yeah.
0: Man, he is big. Gilbert Burns, Burns is, is. five Maybe foot Burns ten. Is,
2: yeah. So, I mean, there's a height difference. There's going to be a weight difference, obviously, when they come in. So I think all those factors in, you know, I am leaning um, Chavev, and I've also been super impressed with him. You know, as a lot of people have. You know, e- even outside of his wrestling, his standup has been pretty good. Um, but I still think you know Burns has proven himself to welterweight. Like you said, only one loss in his last seven fights against the champion, and that was a very close fight where he was you know inches away from from snatching the title. Um, but yeah, I think that just speaks volumes of just how impressive
0: um, Chavev has been. So yeah, going with the with the favorite, Mike. Chamayo fights for the title by the end of the year, so he kind of has to win this one.
1: Yeah, I don't. I I'm, this is this seems insane to me, but I too. Uh, I got I got Chimaybo, so I got I got Kamzai getting it done here. Um, I just saw Gilbert Burns. I'm like, oh, he's 35. It's kind of old. And then I'm just like, I am older than this man. Um, so it was a real existential crisis right there. <laughs> you know, you're I'm not it. jumping in a cage and fighting people too. Yeah, so so i would be gonna... well, too old for it. We know that too. Um, Mike, did you know? Do you want to know what a parlay that if you pick Burns, Zombie, and Aljo pays out?
0: Cares plus just your money. one thousand, huh?
1: Plus one thousand, $14,000. 14. like plus fourteen one four zero zero zero. Yeah, meaning if you bet a hundred bucks, you're gonna buy yourself a used Accord with that money. This is, where, this is how me and Mike yeah. start conversations. This is, all this is where just we- like when you buy that lottery ticket, Mike. You're <laughs> thinking about,
2: oh, what can I do with that money? Won't that be great? And you're not looking at the stark reality that However, comes at the end of the oh, night. You're just except, out for that money.
0: Except, except, let's be real okay. here. Mm-hmm. The odds of that hitting are still like a thousand times better than hitting the lotto. <laughs> having this, having these three yeah, but you win two. more with the lotto.
2: <laughs> so you win significantly more.
0: 14, Mike's contemplating. I mean, I'm not contemplating. I'm putting ten bucks on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is definitely. <laughs> I'm like, That's we're way past contemplation. I'm like, right? we're way past contemplation here. It's Where just more I... contemplating. Do I place the bet now or do I place it on Saturday? You know. Well, you think you think the you
1: think the lines are going to tighten up? I don't know. I
0: mean, maybe it goes to fifteen thousand.
1: I mean, by the way, right now the SM Amazing Parlay of Volkanovski, Sterling of Yan and Chameau, I'm interested in, is still paying at. Uh, we're getting less than. We're still. We we're, we're, I don't know. We're getting. We're getting sixty-five bucks back on the bet. Full. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Mark's like, this is a good savings account, baby. You know what I'm
2: thinking is let's maybe split on the next fight because I think we have a good <laughs> shot of
1: winning those. Three. I think I think Mike's I think Mark's making a good point here. We we might have, we're already throwing stuff into the inside amazing parlay. Uh, Mackenzie Dern Tisha Torres Mackenzie minus one twenty five Tisha plus one hundred five Mackenzie Dern um, coming to this fight off a loss to Marina Rodriguez. Um, before that she strung off four straight wins. Really was coming into her own um, there. Tisha Torres uh, still just, just just doing Tisha Torres things, man. Um, she'll she's there to outwork you, win by decision, three straight wins. Last one over Angela Hill last August. Mackenzie last fight fought last October. Um, as I mentioned, McKenzie's slight favorite. Mike, who do you got? Ooh, this is a uh, this
0: is a tough one because um, Tisha Torres has fought a lot better over her last two or three fights and not just because she she won those fights um but she's shown a bit of an evolution in her skill um but man i feel mackenzie dern while her striking might not be as crisp she holds more power and she definitely has advantage on the ground and i don't regret her for losing to marina rodriguez marina rodriguez is a very good fighter um I'm going to go with Dern on this one. I think it'll be a close one, but I think she gets submission by the third round.
1: I got Dern also.
0: Mark, what do you got?
1: Well,
2: I was definitely going to pick against whatever you guys Mark's <laughs> like, but I'm I not also, messing
1: I'm up like, this part. Like, we make some I money on this. this part. Like, we <laughs> have a
2: decent shot to make a decent <laughs> amount of money, and you guys blow it away on this really close fight. Now, um, I, I do think this fight is is really... Close and, and why I don't feel bad uh picking Tisha at all is I think if she can survive the first round, I think she has a good shot of winning this. And I think like like you said, I think Mike, you're right about that. Completely. Yeah, how Torres wins these fights is you know by putting on a good pace and just outworking her opponent. And the real downfall is gonna be if she gets on the ground. If Durn can get her on the down on the ground while she's still fresh, or even when she's tired, I think Duren has a good shot of finishing her there. Even though Tisha's never been finished. In her career, she's only lost by decision, but Dern's a different beast down there. You know, I think she could get the sub on her. But how I see this fight winning for Tisha is she needs to be aggressive in that first round, make Dern work, Um, don't let Dern fight at her pace. And I think if she does that successfully, Dern will wear herself out by the second and third, and Tisha will be able to, you know, dictate the fight, win the rounds, and get a decision. So I think that's how it's going. But if Dern can get aggressive, you know, and I think the one thing that I've been very critical of with her is her ability to get the fight to the ground. She has been relying some, somewhat on her hands to kind of knock the person down and then from there get the submission. But, you know, when she's been unsuccessful in that avenue, it seems like she's kind of struggled to to get the fight on the ground. So, I feel like with Tisha, she's going to be strong in the clinch. She's not going to let her just bully her around and if she gets her in the late rounds, I think the stamina is going to become an issue. So, I got Tisha in this one. And I saved the parlay, and you guys can thank me for what? The 50 really? bucks
1: that we win? How are we going to win 50 We're not going to bet that much to win 50 bucks? Uh,
2: isn't it like we're betting? I thought we're betting 15, 5 each, and we're getting 65 back?
1: Oh, no, no, no. If we bet 100, we get 65. Oh, okay, okay. Jeez. Jeez. That <laughs> is not like no. what parlay. we were betting. Oh, no. Um, last one we're going to pick is not on the main card. I think it ends up there. The biggie boy is back taking on Marcine Tybora. We got number 8 versus number 10 here baby. Biggie Boy minus 150. Marcin coming in at plus 130. Biggie Boy's last fight, um he was uh Curtis Blazed by Curtis Blazed. Um well, in fairness, Curtis Blazed knocks people out now. So, he got decision by Curtis Blazed. Um he's woo, 2 and 2 in his last 4. Wins over JDS and Augusto Sakai by knockout, losses to Blades and gone by decision. Um, Marcin Tybura, on the other hand, um, his one, two, three, four, five-fight winning streak came to a halt when Alexander Volkov got in there back at UFC 267 in October, beat him by decision. Tybura, um, yeah, all momentum gone right there. Coming to this one, we got a betting line as I mentioned: Biggie Boy minus 150, Tybura plus 130. Marcus, why don't you make your pick?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Biggie Boy. Um, I think it is a, a close fight, a tough fight to pick, uh, but definitely looking at you know who he's just lost to, it is the upper echelon. You know, I don't know if Marcin Tybura is really in that same class. I feel like this is a fight that he should be able to win and dictate with his striking, um, but it's still going to be competitive and potentially close. So I think it, it is a tough call, um, but I'm going with Biggie Boy.
1: Uh, Mike, who do you got? I'm going
0: with Biggie Boy as well. Um, level of competition that Tybora has fought. I mean, he did have a four-fight winning streak, but five-fight winning streak. But Volkov, I think, is around the same tier of fighter as uh, Rozenstvirk, which I think means that we've seen the feet, the, the ceiling when it comes uh, to Tybora.
1: Okay. Um, I think it's weird that we're all doing this on a sort of close fight, but I do. I got Biggie Boy. I don't got a real reason beyond I think him knocking him out will provide me more entertainment than Tybora doing what Tybora does. Not that he doesn't have knockouts, it's just, you know. I don't have a reason. I'm going Biggie Boy. Now, That's, what does this parlay get us? Uh, we got to add we add the Biggie Boy in there. Um, we got to. Let's see. This is gripping. Goddamn uh, radio for the people here but right now the it's an amazing parlay of Alexander Volkov Peter Yan uh i need to find a plus what, what's what's the odds for that one what was the odds for it's like minus 475 for which on peter yan no for um 475 oh i don't know i'm still on best fight odds
2: you know, I regret asking this question, Bobby. We're Minus make four. some good money, I feel good about this parlay. I feel like these guys could come through. Minus, four. I got it. I got it. It's
1: down. under control. It's under control. I was
2: also just buying some time. We are getting. We are.
1: We we will turn. If you bet a hundred dollars, you will win a hundred and seventy six. So basically, if the Biggie Boy loses early, this whole thing crumbles. Well,
0: mm, true. It so might it happen. Sounds
1: it sounds like you know
0: 33, 33, 33 Then right. So could bet a hundred. No?
1: Mike, We're gonna, you and me are yeah. going to get rich on the plus 14,000. Don't worry. It's true. You're going to write this off. I um, about like
0: 500 bucks on that one. Yeah, my internet's going to be
1: I got classic choppy internet. I love him. I'd be
0: right so happy here. for you, Mike. If you a bad bet it paid off for you, you learn everything. If I bet 500 on that parlay and I hit it, yo, we have been in it's an amazing on site in Vegas. <laughs>
1: Okay, you know what? That might throw $500 at. <laughs> You got to win seventy grand for us to do that? Yep. I'm a very frugal man, Bobby. All right. I mean, I guess. Um, all right. Um, Raquel Pennington is on this card. I just like talking about Raquel Pennington and shouting her out. Um, she's won three sure. straight, and Aspen Ladd has got all sorts of issues going on. Um, and this is a fight at featherweight? No, bantamweight. So letting Aspen Ladd go back down mm-hmm. to 135, we'll see.
2: And Ian Raquel. Gary too. I, I always oh, Ian throw Gary's that out. on there. You're right. Yes, you got to keep an eye on this guy, man. I, Patty Pimlinton gets all the love, and and I and I love him too. But this guy shot up on my radar with his debut. He looked. real. I mean, yeah. Where, where Patty kind of struggled in both of his fights, but was able to get the win. Like Ian Gary's, like, oh, I'm. He showed me he's legit. He's here to yeah. take over. So I'm, I'm interested in Jordan Ray Williams' his
1: ass back at a UFC 268. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what he wants you to think of when he beats him. he ate his ass. I said beat his ass. Oh, I thought he no, said he I ate heard, his ass. I thought I heard. Well, I got. His ass we got well. internet issues here. You know what, guys? Mike's just trying to distract the fact that he almost shit his pants about 20, <laughs> 20 minutes ago. So no, <laughs>
0: let's not distract from the fact that he straight up said, you know, someone tossing a salad. Okay. Yeah, and All this is a great
2: episode. This is yeah. this one's going to go down. This one this
1: one definitely needs to be uploaded. I'll not just throw it away and we say we had technical issues. Definitely not right. one of those.
2: People that listen to this, download it and save it. Do not remove. You will want to come I back. Say,
0: it keep I on giving. say I have ripped ass on this podcast so many times. This has never come out on the fucking audio before. I it mean, it just we
1: heard yep yeah, and we're like <laughs> honestly I should have let it go, but Mark's face made me laugh. Mark was just like, "Huh?" Like I was pretty <laughs> sure my just farted and I heard it, so
2: I definitely have some kind of reaction to that. But I kept my mouth. By the way, we've now created a situation
1: where I can't edit this out. It's not part of multiple segments. Well, it's, it's I told, in a, Bobby, I don't know in what world
2: you thought you were gonna get out of this podcast and go back and find it and then no way. You tried like, me for a there's minute. There's only be been,
0: like, I think, two instances where we have edited a podcast for content. The time I got I really bummed you guys out, but we ended up losing that episode anyway. Yeah, I don't, the, uh, the I don't think we edit stuff. It just, sometimes and that, it just burns up. And that one time, Mark said some shit about some boxers. They're like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> we, didn't.
2: I, we did do that I, one I time. something we edited. Yeah, yeah. We're like,
1: that, was not good. that one didn't translate well. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Mickey Gall also on this card. Vince Pachel on this card. Olympian Mark Madsen taking on him. Alexei Olenek versus Jared Vanderah. Alexei Olenek went from main eventing a fight night card to being on that fight pass, baby. Wasn't, wasn't Vince Pachel really good at one point? Uh, he was pretty solid. I remember him. Was he a tough guy, I think? Um, he's That's still only familiar. 14. He's 14 and 2.
0: Yeah, he still has a good record, especially for a lightweight. You know, you know what was amazing? Like, Tisha Torres is only 32. Mm-hmm. I just, wow, really? I just I yeah. just found that amazing.
1: Uh, I'm looking at, by the way, this Vince Pachel record. My dude's got 14 wins, 2 losses, and those losses are Gregor Gillespie and Rustam Khabilov. Those yeah. are. It's okay to lose to those people. It's
0: very okay to lose to those people. So, so I'm not going crazy thinking. Wasn't this guy like, on
1: Yup, like on the come up at one point? He's he's 39 years old. Oh Jesus! Damn. I think he got to the UFC late. But anyway, um, all right, um, that was it. Um, we'll be <laughs> back. We're gonna talk about uh, this card's results next week. Um, and we'll be previewing if. I, I believe we'll be previewing. Is it an actual like decent one? Um, Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. I like I like watching Vicente Luque fight Marcus. I'll be honest, it's very violent. Sure. The rest of yeah. this card, oh yeah. god. Yeah. The main event's
2: not bad, but the rest is. We're, this we're whole bad. rest
1: of the whole rest of this card could just have said any independent MMA promotion,
2: I, and I would have been I, like,
1: I, the only thing I would have been was like, eh, I didn't know Dr- close is out of the UFC. That's the Will- only thing I would have said. Well, no, we'll talk about it
2: next week. Chris Barnett is fighting again. So I think that is where's Chris Barnett? Too. He's in the prelims, but Why? Uh, <laughs> that's a damn good question, Bobby. Why is this guy who just, you know, blew up uh, in his last fight on the prelims of this garbage card? But them to break, so you know, let me look real quickly.
1: Let, let me just real quick look at who he's fighting so I can feel good about this or not. If I like, I gotta see how big he is. Six foot yeah, five. Martin Bidet. He's six foot five. Yeah. Nine one. Really, I mean, really and he's mm-hmm. got all of his wins by knockout. So he's gonna throw heat. Woo! But yeah, this could be a fun one. But he's six we'll foot see. five. We'll I'm on, not sure if Barnett he... can hit him. Okay. Stuff we like. Um we're gonna end with the WrestleMania review. But so my thing I the only thing I watched was I watched Atlanta still great. you talk about how great Atlanta is until these guys get caught up, god willing. Um and then I started watching Mom, it's called, the show, because it was on Hulu, and uh, starring Allison Janney and Anna Faris, and it's like it's, regular, it's a sitcom, which watching anything with a laugh track is still very strange to me um, at this point. Um, so, I I don't want to ruin it for you, but Anna Faris leaves in like the last two seasons. Okay, well, I'm, if I make it seven seasons into this show, we'll deal with it at that point. Um, it's not bad, though. I like the show. It's nice background noise. It's not you know they have to pay attention honestly, the most of it. it's a classic sitcom um from right Addison Janney won
0: an uh, a golden globe for no, uh, for that no. performance well,
1: Allison Janney's a hell of an actress. she got a bunch of those West she wing, was great too. as c j Craig that's right. do the jackal um that's for those West Wing heads out there. real specific reference um but yeah, I watched a lot of wrestling. I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. So that's I'll talk about that and st- at the end of this. But uh Mike, what do you got? Uh the
0: stuff that I like this week is me. Uh because nice. by the time we talk next week, I will be a homeowner. Um, nice. I close on my on my co-op this uh this Wednesday. It has been a long arduous process of living at home eh, in your mid 30s which it's never fun, but uh, I feel like I'm finally coming out the other side and, uh, you know, doing some big boy shit. So uh, I like me this week. Will you be broadcasting from your new place next week? Or are we, are we looking no. down the road? Okay, no, okay. We're, we're down we're, the road. Um, I am still conceivably living with my mommy and daddy until about June or July because, okay, okay. let's face it, I'm not going to be able to really find any time with uh, work ramping up. To uh, just take a full week to really renovate as I want to, so I have to do a piecemeal. So, and let's face it, living at home, I I have that luxury of taking my time. So, That's true.
1: yeah, I won't move in there until it's absolutely perfect. You nice. should, uh, you should probably get the internet connection up though, just in case you do ever oh, want yeah, to go over yeah, yeah. there. No, no, no. No, no, no I no. mean also like like if I'm anything-
0: calling right on on Wednesday as soon as I get the keys. I'm asking, yo,
1: let's get this shit set up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, for
0: sure.
1: All right. Congrats to Mike right there. Yeah. So the name of this podcast is going to be UFC. It's going to be episode whatever UFC 273 and home ownership. So it's going to be about. Um, Mark, what do you got this week? You don't want to hit that WrestleMania? All right. No. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, I didn't even look to see how we did last week. <laughs>
2: okay, oh, it was last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did me and Christine started watching a new show on Netflix, uh, Murderville. This is Will Arnett and then a bunch of other guests. Um, and it, it's kind of an interesting show with a fun premise where basically Will Arnett is playing this um kind of scumbag detective, sad sack detective guy. And then he has these guest stars, Conan O'Brien, um, Camille, uh, that one – who was the actress that was on uh, Schitt's Creek that was the daughter? Do you guys remember, Bobby? I'm looking at you.
1: Um, Electo one played Alexis? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah a- I, by the way, I've been waiting for you to watch this show because I saw – I've seen the things for it, and I'm like, this seems like a Mark show. I need Mark to watch it and tell me if this is good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw a clip of – I mean, so the premise of the show is that basically Will and Alexis detective. He has these guest stars that are basically playing themselves – and they're like the trainee detective. And basically, they don't know what the script is or, you know, what the crime is going to be or whatever. And they're basically improv their portions of the scenes. And Will Arnett's doing a lot of improving as well. And then basically, the premise is, like, they're going to be investigating this murder. And at the end of the show, they have to pick, you know, wh- who done did the murder. Um, I mean, as far as, like, the murder-solving and crime-solving, like, that stuff's easy enough i mean we're, we're looking at like a uh, uh, scooby-doo level kind of detectives here where it's like here's these basic clues they tell you in the beginning of the episode when they're at the crime scene here's the the clues you need to look for when you're talking to the, the three suspects and one of the suspects will be your red herring where it's like oh this guy clearly has all the motivation but you know they might not meet one of those criteria and then usually the person you don't suspect is usually the Person that you know ended up doing it. I mean, that that parts that stuff's fine. I mean, really, where the fun comes in is with the improv and with these actors kind of bouncing off Will Arnett. Will Arnett trying to throw them curveballs to kind of get them to break character, and and that stuff is really fun. And I think that in and of itself makes the show very enjoyable. And I, I do recommend it to people that like Will Arnett. You know, he's kind of a kooky, crazy guy. I don't think you know he rubs everyone the right way, but if you're kind of a fan of his work. I think this is a show that really encompasses what he does well. And then having these guest stars like Conan O'Brien bounce off of kind of what he throws at him. You know, it's a good formula. And I think they might have already got picked up for a second season. So I look forward to more. It's a short It's a short first season, six episodes. And I will say I did pass the Marshawn Lynch episode because I was just like, I'm not really a fan of this guy. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to get a lot from this episode. But after watching what I have watched, which is like the next three episodes or so, I might go back and watch his episode too because I really enjoyed it. Um, Wasn't much else this week, but I did want to mention a couple weeks ago. I mentioned me and my wife, Christine are doing a YouTube channel called The Paris Society. Um, I wasn't really going to promote it on the show until I put my own video up. And this last Saturday, I put up my first episode of what I'm calling "Praising Pixels, which is going to be my video game related videos, I guess. I don't know a better way to, to describe it. But um, yeah, that process was very fun. Um, I have some familiarity editing video um, from college when that was my major, but it's been a long time since I've gotten back into it. So uh, it was a good learning experience. I've learned a lot of stuff just shooting that first episode Um just you know a ton of room for improvement um, almost on every you know conceivable scale or different things you look at when you look at like, a YouTube video um, obviously equipment stuff could be better my editing and how I shot it could be a lot better but it was fun I really enjoyed it and I look forward to doing more and kind of getting better at that process as I do so yeah if you're interested if you I mean if anything people listening to the podcast, might be fun just to see what my face looks like. I know for a lot of pa- podcasts I listen to, it's kind of interesting to see what the person actually looks like. So if for nothing else, you can check that out just to see what my ugly mug looks like. And you can be like, okay, I didn't expect a voice to, that voice to come out of that white guy, but there it is playing his day. And now he's talking about video games and whatever. But yeah, uh, check it out. It's called the Parrot yeah. Society.
1: Um, you guys go ahead and check, go to the It's Am Amazing Twitter. We're posting the uh, link to the parrot, to the... Uh, first episode of Praising Pixels, um, and while you go on there, you know, make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, and when you're done doing that, maybe I should have probably linked our own YouTube account at some point. Yeah, go find go our, our YouTube either, account. Yeah. Go go follow us, too. Um, if you, you know, even if you don't want to watch it there, we just appreciate it. We won't bother sure. you too much. Just Show once a week, you're going to say, hey, do I want to listen to the episode on YouTube? You don't have to. It's okay. But please, um, please check us out there. Um anyway, um that's it. that's it. All right, um Mike watched a lot of wrestling this weekend.
0: There um, was a lot.
1: There was a lot. Um there was cool shit happening that wasn't even in WWE. I mean for the love of god, Samoa Joe joined AEW the <laughs> other day. I just missed that while it was happening. Um got Minoru Suzuki wrestled like 9 matches on Friday. It was chaotic week for those people down in, um, where the hell were they? I don't remember WrestleMania was this year. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Dallas, yes. Where WWE says 77,000 people showed up each night. WWE sold actual 65,000 tickets to both of those nights, which is still a very impressive number. Don't know why you need to lie about it. Because um, 74 is more than 60. That's right. And you know what? Just They didn't say they sold 77,000 tickets. They said that yeah, 70,000 people were there. Some of them will work in the merch stand. Some of them were doing nothing. You know, some were outside doing the parking lot.
0: Was, Why are you being so elitist, Bobby?
1: Do they not count as people? I guess they do. Do they not bleed? Do they not bleed if you cut them? Um, so when I give you we're just gonna kind of go here and say what happened in our opinion of these fight of these fights, these matches, if we actually watch them. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that when we give our opinion here, I don't watch the product, really, WWE's product very often. Um, and Mike watches it kind of, like very sporadic, very sporadically. So when, if there's things that I liked and we liked, it may not be like, like for me, I liked a lot of the shows, but a lot of it was very nostalgia based. And like, I wonder if like, I'm watching the show every week. I enjoyed it as much, but I don't know for me. It was great. Some of it. Um, all right. Night one, Saturday, the Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs. I didn't see this at all, but I saw poor Boogs tore his knee apart.
0: Is that really going yeah. to take away? Mm-hmm. So, as someone who watches some of it, um, I am so op- Pretty much every tag team in WWE, I'm pretty much over. Um, as we've talked about before, um, they don't put a lot of effort and a lot of storyline into the tag teams. Um the Usos I think the only reason they still have the belt is because Roman still has the belt I think I think in the same episode that Roman finally loses the belt is when the Usos lose the belt um
1: I mean they the probably match, sure lost it that night yeah right.
0: the, the the match was entertaining um the spot when Rick Boogs's uh, quad gave out though I thought it was a work because it gave out as he was trying to um, fireman carry uh, both of the Usos. So it's like I just thought it pounds. was part of the gimmick.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs>
0: but I guess it wasn't. I guess uh, poor Rick has to do a few more squats.
1: Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're big Boogs fans on this podcast. If uh, yeah. Marcus knows, actually knows who Boogs is too because um, one of our favorite moments ever in NXT was when, as Eric Bogenhagen was what his name was then, he my man came out, played air guitar, and really just... Was incredible. I still have that bookmarked, that that thing, that that first appearance from him. So we're all big Boogs fans. Hopefully he feels better. Um, McIntyre, Happy Corbin. I he, didn't they, watch this. I didn't watch it, and I heard that the first time anybody kicked out of the end of days was, this, was right there. They blew it on I, this thing. I did hear about that. That's a shame. Um, there
0: is something that is lost in today's age of wrestling where uh, – finishers that for the most part aren't finishers because people will spend that shit like three four times see the main event
1: yes see the main event (laughs) yeah
0: um so kind of of a shame that they used it in a few that wasn't even going on for like that
1: long and granted at least it was wrestlemania um but eh, yeah yeah i just i mean i mean i mean then again we don't watch the product for all i know this was a big deal to them but when you have a finisher as protected as that, I think you would have saved it more. Maybe you get a Corbin title run or something. Um, I saw some of this, Miz, Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. I think Logan Paul knew it was really good at this, man. In terms of character work, I thought he played a heel douchebag real well, hitting those Eddie Guerrero moves, doing the shimmy like yeah. Eddie, the frog splash. He kn- I mean, he knows why he's on TV. He I
0: think of I think of celebrity wrestlers he is the most athletic one that's that's come about and it also okay, wait, helps one of the like,
1: play one of the dudes just jumped at a top rope without yeah, touching
0: it yeah. okay I'm, I'm, I'm aware okay i'm aware but um i thought what what logan paul did was very impressive um and look, i'm not saying pat mcafee is not very athletic as well i'm just saying that i think logan paul hasn't beat and also helps that he looks like he's very natural because he he used to be a wrestler, a really good wrestler in uh in in high school, and yet yeah, definitely has the actual like ring presence down. Um,
1: that was that was. I like the uh, I like his Pokemon necklace. That was hilarious to me. I I know there's something with him and Pokemon and stuff, and he's part of the reason the value's gone up and he, all that stuff.
0: He he does uh. Well, actually, I don't know if he still does it, but um he used to do a lot of uh unboxings for uh for Pokemon cards. He he
1: spent millions of dollars on them. I hope he's made millions of dollars on it then. Um and him getting hit with the finisher at the end by the Miz was funny. Miz is like, I'm gonna see I'm just gonna give the crowd what they want, have this kid get beat up. I don't know why they won. That was unnecessary if you ask me. Um Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. It's a really good match. Really good match. You, uh, you had a thought that uh,
0: Bianca and Becky were gonna try their darndest to try to upstage the, uh, the Charlotte and Ronda fight. I mean, Ronda accomplished. Match. And yeah, I <laughs> think their match was uh, heads and shoulders above uh, the
1: main. Um, Cody Rhodes' worst kept secret in wrestling. Cody Rhodes. Um. Debuted in the w- return to WWE to face Seth Rollins. Um, I just—he looked really happy, and this is the type of stuff that was always fun about the Monday Night Wars because it wasn't just everybody going one way. It's when people go both ways that it's fun. They go switching forth between back and forth between both promotions, and uh, I thought it was cool, man. It was good for him. He got everything he wanted. I hope. I
0: I always liked Cody in his time in uh, AEW. Um, not sure why he ever got so much hate, but one thing I did think when he was doing his entrance uh, in WrestleMania, which honestly is just very similar to the entrances he had at AEW. He put it in his contract.
1: He said, "I'm doing, we got to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like maybe part of the reason why he was so disliked in AEW, on top of the fact that he should have turned heel so much quicker, in his uh, AEW career is that, hell, even just the theatrics that he had, I don't know, it just seems to fit WWE
1: a lot more. We all thought he was being Homelander on purpose for months. Like, he's clearly Homelander. Nope, we're not doing this? Okay. Um, Nice to see him back, and that was a hell of a match. Those two matches, both great. Um, Charlotte and Ronda, I kind of zoned out for most of um, I, I it, was it, was very pos- it was a tough. It was inspiring. It was a tough position match. to be in after the uh, those two matches. Uh, there was that story that Ronda Rousey was pissed that she wasn't the main event, um, and she had she said that's not true. I would never. I know who Stone Cold is. I know what it means to be on underneath him and blah 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 blah. Um, all right, Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens was a damn religious experience for me. Okay, I, there's no way I could have been happier with what happened that night. Um, I was telling Mark, I don't know if we made the podcast. But Mark and I definitely talked about, it. I said, I'm going to know it's real if Stone Cold's wearing knee braces. And Stone Cold came out in the jorts and knee braces, which was Stone Cold's, like, casual gear. His non-wrestling <laughs> gear in the late 90s. Like, that's how the paper show started. Stone Cold with the jorts, still wearing the knee braces for some reason. You know? A Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Um I, I uh, was watching with my girlfriend, and like she could see it. I, I was just smiling for this entire 14-minute match. The whole thing was probably 25 minutes, 30 minutes, between Stone Cold coming out, hitting the four corners, knocking over Kevin Owens's shit, and then they immediately got to it, Mike. They're just like, Kevin Owens is like, I've tricked you. I called you here to c- c- challenge you to a match. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they had a match, and Stone Cold bumped all over the place. He seemed to get better, his timing, I thought, Mike as the night as the match went on cuz it felt kind of rusty he seemed less rusty as it kept going if that makes sense um i i mean i don't know i mean you, i don't know how much of a fan you were in the late 90s so, but stone cold i had four stone cold steve austin shirts as a kid now i i don't
0: i'm not trying to shit on stone cold and i'm not trying to you know take your take your pleasure out of here but i missed basically that whole era when like mm. stone cold was the shit so um to, to be honest, after the Ronda fight, I actually forgot that there was the KO show after, and I just fell asleep. And then I saw the next morning, oh, Stone Cold had a, a match. I started watching it, and then I just tuned out and watched something else um, later on wow. that Sunday. So, um, just as you, I think you saying those a religious experience is perfect because for me. That religion for you is, you know, Catholicism, and I'm a Jew when it comes to this. Like, I didn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, it was honestly awesome. Um, You could just see a bunch of grown men in the crowd grinning from ear to ear. It was so cool. It was anything I could have wanted to be. Kevin Owens, if he wasn't getting— Kevin Owens had his bumping shoes on, too, bumping all over the place. Um, He would have been—he was so happy. You could know he was happy. Sami Zayn was tweeting about how fucking proud he was of Kevin um it was so good it, was, it made me so happy all right we're gonna pick up the pace here because this they is got one a whole match. another yeah. uh wrestlemania day two this three-man tag match thing three way the three teams with rk bro Street profits and alpha academy um bunch of talented dudes they probably could have gone longer it was okay that's it um bobby lashley taking out the giant omos was Short, cool.
0: sweet, effective match.
1: Yeah, um, the Jackass match with Johnny Knoxville was honestly brilliant. Like they had a they had a, ma- a, a table with mouse traps attached to it. They had a giant mouse trap. A party boy came out. Chris Pontius took off his pants like he's you know normally does. Normally does. You know, um, I wonder if all like the fucking like the twenty or the sixteen year olds watching were like, what is this? Like what is this? And, you know, their that, fucking thirty-eight-year-old dad, their forty-year-old dad is just <laughs> that. Ma-
0: that match definitely was way more entertaining than it should have been. Oh man. When did Savage Zay ran away and just got smacked by the gigantic hand? <laughs> I I was tickled pretty well by that. Oh,
1: that's true. Awesome match. Um, honestly, it's perfect pro wrestling women's four-way tag match was whatever. it was decent. I thought yeah. it was good. Like that one spot when um Rhea
0: Ripley and Liv Morgan um body slammed everybody. That was
1: pretty cool. Come on. Don't be shout a shout out shout out to, out to uh, Liv Morgan's entrance gear. Very entertaining yeah. stuff right there. Yeah, man. Yo, be yo. Be, I be said Christian. it was well it was well put together. Um be, be, be a man of God, Bob. Come on. Um my God is Stone Cold and he's got a bad he's got a rap sheet. Um, edge defeated AJ Styles and the most interesting thing in this match was AJ hit his head on the entrance on the part of the stage and cut his face um, now the match was yeah like Marcus like the stage entrance was like a star right so you got like you know the bottom of a star is kind of a teepee mm-hmm. my man clipped his face on the edge of the star there um, yikes yeah, um, good match honestly 25 minutes you kind of knew this was going to go long I think Edge has a faction now, Mike, is what it looks like, or at least a partner. In is Damian it a Priest. faction? Because if it's only two people. Well, I read it it online he's going to get a faction, so I don't know. Right now he's got one dude. Um, I don't know why Sheamus and Rich Holland had to beat the New Day in a minute and 40 seconds. Um, I think that It was cut from the night before, I know that. Yeah, I
0: think they just tried to squeeze it in there wherever they could um, because it did get cut from night one due to time. So I just think they they wanted um, to just get the match in, and I guess. I did. Uh, did they end that feud? Because I don't know
1: why they had to show me Big E breaking his neck.
0: They have shown it on every SmackDown since it happened.
1: Yeah, it's honestly given. I, it's uncomfortable to watch.
0: I think the only reason they get away with it is because. Big E is gonna make a full recovery and he is fine.
1: Well, he's also part of the few, but they, they took out Big E, whatever they're saying, whatever. You know, because they were it was supposed to be three on three, obviously. Yeah. Um by the way, Butch, Pete Dunn, man, like Seamus picking him up with one hand, like he's one of the little rascals, like he's trying to pull him back and st- Like it was it made me so angry. It was See, terrible. Th- that's that
0: bullshit. Like they're doing that same bullshit that they do to all. A, a, a good majority of the NXT stars that come up like they craft the persona down in NXT and then Vince gets out there and is like we're gonna make you a paperboy and that's it yeah it's terrible
1: um, um, I, I, my Vince can be better I'm sorry apology accepted Pat McAfee Austin Theory was excellent on every level Um, Pat knows how to wrestle, man. They went, I think, 10 minutes. Um, Pat jumped to the top rope. Just jumped to the top rope with no hands. Just jumped there. Real fucking cool. Austin Theory bumped for him. Austin Theory's a pro. Made Pat look great. Pat looked good himself. Uh, One on Inside Cradle, because I think it was an Inside Cradle, um, where Theory was being all cocky. Got ahead of himself. Got pinned. And then... Seventy fucking five-year-old Vince McMahon got in the ring, took off his shirt and jacket, and then had another. And he had a match with Pat McAfee, which he won with blatant cheating. And then Stone Cold came out, gave Austin Theory Austin Theory the stunner, tried to give Vince McMahon a stunner, <laughs> worst stunner in history, terrible. Um, then he started drinking beer, and then he said, "Pat, you're up now. Get back here and drink some beer with me." Pat was happy to oblige. And then Pat got a Stone Cold stutter too. Um Stone Cold pretty much won WrestleMania, is really the takeaway here. Um both nights, Stone Cold won. Um Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar was kind of a I thought it was kind of a letdown, man. They spent like six months doing this, right? Although I did read
0: today that it seems that Roman actually did suffer an injury um with his shoulder.
1: Are people guessing? Because some, some, some other people say he's his tricep. Like well, I don't some, people, do people, do, is he arm. actually hurt? He, people, I think I mean, he actually did injure
0: something in his arm because the, the finish did feel very rushed.
1: I mean he's unless he uh dropped the title tonight on Monday Night Raw, which I'm trying to see if he has, uh, he's not hurt. He didn't come out in a fucking sling. Like, I don't know. I mean, if that's the
0: case, if, okay, whatever if the he, reason if he was, wasn't it, hurt, if he wasn't hurt then that was a shitty main okay, event for such regardless a big build he,
1: Okay, regardless of whether he was hurt or not, that wasn't good. The no, reason for it being it justified bad. or not wasn't good. Um, Overall, though, WrestleMania was real good, man. I thought WrestleMania was really good. I don't wrestle, I've i been watching WrestleMania the past couple of years. Um, hasn't been good any of those years. This is the first one I thought WrestleMania was pretty good. I was not bored by... I was bored by very little of it. I think this could have been one night, but it would have been exhausting, possibly at the end, too, though. Um, the things I would definitely say you should watch are, um, Bianca and Becky, Cody and Rollins, the Stone Cold thing, those three from night one, and then from night two, I would say the Sami Zayn thing, uh, the Pat McAfee thing, that might be it, the rest of it was fine, Edge and AJ was good, you know, everything, everything else is okay, though, like... You know, a lot of it's just spectacle of it. I mean, you have Peacock is five bucks, man. If you want to watch WrestleMania, watch WrestleMania. Um, but that's it. That's our WrestleMania review. Um, it's gonna be the last time. What I mean, I don't know. it's the next UFC? Oh, I got Peacock. I wonder when the next WWE card is. What's uh, backlash thing. Yeah, they call, it? Backlash, like yeah, they call mic- it, no WrestleMania backlash, Mike. You gotta get what? the you whatever. Know, that's what they call it. Um. Anyway, that's all we got, Marcus. You know, you're you come really? back from wrestling talk. Um, we'll be back next week. We're gonna talk about the results. See, if we have any new champions. See if the it's M. amazing parlay hit. See if the most less likely Bobby and Mike, you know, piss twenty dollars away each minimum bet. Uh, hits. If so, the next week the podcast does become a uh, video medium because you'll need to see the shit eating grin on our faces if we all if we won thousands of dollars on that. Right, Mike? I mean, that's just you know, that's gonna be a live broadcast right there. It's
0: gonna be a shit in sure. podcast, because yo, like
1: I always win my I always sometimes win my parlays. We definitely didn't have one of these parlays uh, three weeks ago and where it fell apart within about twelve seconds of the first fight. Um, all right, until then, um I was Dr. Law. That was Kid that was sorry, he's not here. That was DJ Mark, mm-hmm. and that was Lavender Gooms. Thank you all so much for listening. Peace out.